when Lenny was telling Lisa to keep trying to find somebody to watch the kids because he wanted to go play tennis, it, it was, it was, you know, it reminded me of when, like, I, I, when you, when you call your boss and tell them like, look, I've called everybody. It's impossible. It can't be done. And they go, okay, we'll keep trying. Except this time it was Lisa calling Lenny about their children. First of all, it was crazy that that nanny was like, I'm sick. And she's like, you can't leave the children. They're children, like little children. And Lenny wasn't panicked at all. He's like, oh, well, I really wanted to go play tennis, but keep trying. Oh, oh, so we will get all of the way into that. But before we do, if you're not already subscribed, please just think about it. Just think about subscribing because I'm releasing new episodes at least three times a week. And I'm talking Bravo, I'm talking true crime sometimes, sometimes talking scripted. And if you're already subscribed, love you, mean it. And I have a Patreon now. And as part of the benefits for members of the Patreon, I will be releasing episodes a little early for members before I release to the regular feed and to YouTube. And for my YouTube queens, FYI, I will be disabling the membership soon just because I'm moving everything over to Patreon because there I can give you much more benefits and much more value. Um, and so, yes, that's all the business that I need to discuss because let's get into this episode, episode five, Miami Destination Divorce. My name is Emily, and I have been watching Bravo TV as a form of self-care for over a decade. Needless to say, I'm a complete mess. Subscribe and follow along for painfully insightful recaps about Bravo, true crime, and other great TV. Hit that bell. We open on Lisa's voiceover. We just had a pool party at the house with all our friends, and I thought everything was going amazing. And they immediately cut to her telling Lenny to put his arm around her, quote, like you love me, which I'm like, this is not an example of how they were doing amazing. Right? Come on now. But then in a blink of an eye, my life changed. Now, I want to... Like, I don't want to be insensitive to Lisa because I think it goes without saying that Lenny's a piece of shit. It does. And I don't want to seem like I'm shaming Lisa, but I am going to comment on the fact that this wasn't not obvious. This guy was not nice to her. He was checked out. He barely reciprocated any kindness Anytime she begged for kindness, he barely gave it to her. So there's an element of it that I, does she deserve any of it? No, like I'm trying to make it very clear, like establishing at the top of this that I do not in any way blame her 
because she doesn't deserve it. She clearly was living in denial. The scary part, though, is that she kind of is still living in denial a little bit. Like when she was on Watch What Happens Live with Larsa, there was still a little bit of it. She's probably just being very careful with what she says, though, because there's divorce proceedings and it's going to probably get ugly. So she's probably just being careful with what she says. So I'm not going to really hold that against her. But leading up to this, this was coming. He was not good to her. And she just wanted it so badly to stay together. And that's something that I hope she gets therapy for so that she can figure out why she was holding on and denying what was so obviously right in front of her, you know? So they have the on the screen, it goes three days later. And then it's her crying and telling the ladies that I don't think my marriage is going to survive. And Alexia, well, is there somebody else involved? Because Lisa goes, yes, there is somebody else involved. He said, you need to find a home for you and the kids. A Marisol, what about a home for his kids? It's a great opener. Great opener. And then credits, taglines. This cast, God, this cast. Best idea ever to bring this whole cast back. God. <sighs> Just, okay. Marisol and Lisa FaceTime talking about the trip to the Keys and it's going to be Alexia's birthday when they go and everything becomes foretelling when you know like that's why they do that they start you with the way the show's going to end or the episode's going to end because then every single thing they put in it is going to be the you know, foretelling for, because Lisa goes, I want to make sure everyone is happy. Happy is the key word. Oh, it just gave me goosebumps. Julia's daughter, Emma, who is, my God, when they are side by side hugging, their profiles are identical. Identical. Thank God this daughter comes home because, you know, Julia, she was not doing Okay. So she's finishing up high school in Paris. Here's a question I have, though. Julia tries to do the, like, how are your grades? Are your grades good? And Emma's like, don't even act like you've been to a parent-teacher meeting since I was in, like, seventh grade. And doesn't even know the name of Emma's school. And to me, that's a little bizarre. Because like an overbearing mom, you would think that she would sort of be on top of that stuff and know all those details and be present in that way. And it kind of leads me to think that Julia is just nervous and control and like anxiety, like it's an abandonment issue thing. It's like if she had it her way, they would just kind of be homeschooled and next to her at all times. Anyway, I just thought that was kind of bizarre. But they sit down, Martina, Julia, and Emma sit down and have lunch. And so Emma brings up that she's getting a scooter and whoa. Did anyone else notice that Julia, as she's talking to Emma and getting really mad and she starts like screaming at one point, her eyes are darting at the camera back at Emma, the camera back at Emma. I think she's freaked out because she knows she's kind of losing it. Martina is okay with it, but obviously Martina is like, 
logical because at one point Emma's like, sometimes I don't wear a helmet. What the? And Julia is irrational about it. Like you kind of can't control that Emma's going to do this because she's going to move back to Paris and she's going to do it. Um, And she just, Julia just wants Emma to say she won't do it. But that's not going to happen. She's going to do it. So Martina is saying she's okay with it, but she's trying to say it's crazy that you're not going to wear a helmet. But Julia is like screaming and yelling and Martina has to snap at her. Like, can I finish? And says it's crazy to not wear a helmet. Promise you're going to wear a helmet. And Julia, how can we know? How can we know? And Martina finally goes, okay, I'm done with this conversation. And Julia looks unhinged. I'm I'm going to stick by what I said. Julia needs a therapist. This is, she's gone through trauma, dude. Real fucking trauma. And Adriana cannot be her sole source of venting and working through things. You know? She needs a therapist. Because this is like, the way she had no emotional control and ability to like decipher through, like what happens with her kids is like, it's all reactive. That's kind of what I'm getting. Like, as soon as her kid said something, she reacted. And I bet it's probably a lot of work for her children to deal with that. Because it's it's an irrational response rather than listening. She gets so emotional and it's overwhelming. And that is totally normal considering she's been through trauma. So... Nicole plans a boat day, which, I mean, so jealous of this life that they get to lead. Gertie shows up, and see, this is where the annoying Gertie comes out for me, because it comes on like, Gertie just has kind of annoying qualities about her that is going to get on my nerves, but I still like Gertie this season. I'm not taking that away, but like, it just kind of gets, like, she shows up announcing that she's shutting off today. New Gertie today. And it's like so over the top and no one knows what to really do with it because they're like, okay, just do that. Because I don't think really anybody feels like she's not shut off when she's hanging out with them. I don't think we've ever really had a scene with Gertie where she's like on her phone texting and like on on calls for work and stuff like that. That's not, that's, Unless they're, and, and usually, you know what they would do? They would be showing flashbacks of that. They'd be showing moments where that was happening. And I just don't think that's that's been a thing. So her announcing it, everyone was like, okay, cool. And in her confessional, she's like, I am tuning out and kudos to me because this does not happen often. <laughs> and again, we're like, okay, <laughs> we don't have enough experience with that. This is clearly her storyline, though, because in the trailer for this season, we see her um, husband telling her that she works too much. They are all there, but Lisa's late. And like this, this is them being like, OK, this is not normal. Lisa's normally late, but now she's not even there. So they they get on the boat without her. OK, Nicole has a weird confessional moment, guys. I don't like it. The captain of the boat is Anthony Lopez, the same name as Nicole's fiance. And Nicole, I hate Nicole's confessional. She goes, double the trouble, double the fun. And I'll smiley. I'm like, what? 
Okay. She's good. She's good. I don't know how I'm, I'm sure if I looked like that, I was a doctor and had a, I was rich as fuck, had a kid and had everything. Maybe I'd be really cocky like that too. Maybe if I was having to do interview or confessionals and give them sound bites, maybe I would mess up all the time. I'm just picking her apart. Maybe that's what's happening. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just clocking that couple. I just am. Gertie starts doing the most on the boat. The boat's now taken off and she's sitting next to Alexia and she's like, I am so happy to be here. I'm so happy because it's like she's making this huge deal out of the fact that she's not working. And, you know, when you've got Nicole there, who's also a doctor who works 24 hour shifts, it's like, okay, Gertie. Alexia obviously doesn't relate to working too much. So she's like, yeah, it's good. It's good. You, you know, don't. It's good you shut da- shut off and stuff. And Alexia says that Todd said that our goals are Gertie and Russell, our new favorite couple. This leads Gertie to say, I want you to know that I'm not just your service provider. I'm your friend. And I said, yes, Gertie, get it. Tell her. Because Alexia gets kind of busted. And it's like, this isn't convincing. Because she's like, I never saw you like that. I think she was busted. <laughs> And so Gertie's like, I was beginning to think, is she my friend back? Does she actually like me? Alexia goes, I actually do. <laughs> Gertie goes, well, this is the chance for me, for me to be like, done. And what does Alexia say? She goes, same. And I feel bad that you didn't do my wedding party. That is not convincing that you actually like her and don't look at her as your service provider. <laughs> Girl. That was not the response to prove that you look at her like a friend, but fine. Lisa finally texts Nicole that she just isn't feeling well, uh, but she's still excited to go on the trip. Nicole lets them know that Anthony is going to fly them to the Keys. And they're like, yes, I love that. And Adriana's like, love that. Yes, love Anthony. And Alexia goes, oh, Adriana loves all the husbands. And I was worried because, you know, Adriana's so feisty, but she goes, oh, my God, I would pick I would pick Anthony. Oh, oh no, Todd over Lenny. And uh, I think that's what she said. Oh, that's what she said. That's what Alexia gave her shit and was like, I saw you all over Lenny at that party. And Adriana wants to clear it. Like, she's like, let's me just make one thing clear. I would go for Todd before I go for Lenny. But then that brings them to Lenny. And they're like, okay. They all in their confessionals talk about how Lenny's parties are so gross. <laughs> Alexia's confessional in particular. She goes, they're just naked girls all in their 20s. And then all these guys that are married. And I'm like, oye, oye, I know your wife. I can just imagine. I can just imagine. Ugh, that's so disgusting. Gross. 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 Like just that you can feel it, right? You would never want to go to one of those parties. And then, they, you know, then they just tell the, the captain, OK, we're done. He lifts up the anchor, takes them back. They just had a fun boat day. I'm so jealous. That sounds so fun. Then we get a little packing round robin and Nicole says that Larsa is going to be traveling separately specifically because little planes scare her. And at first I thought that was her being a diva, but then I did see the plane and I was like, "Ooh, that is a that that is a plane that would maybe scare me." I am a little afraid of flying uh, in heights, but like 
on a big plane because I cannot think about it because it's kind of like it's just so big you don't really have to conceptualize that you're up in the air that high but on a little plane it's harder to ignore that so I might have elected to drive I might have Julia is going to drive because her dog Zoro needs to take meds the whole time so Anthony is going to be flying the private plane. I forgot that. He, I literally forgot that he literally flies the fucking plane. I don't know how I feel about that. That is a weird thought that someone's husband is going to fly us. I don't know why that feels unsafe. Just because we've heard so many stories of like rich people dying in like accidents like that. Haven't we? I don't know. Feels it just. I would definitely be driving. I know a lot of people are like, fuck it. I would take the flight. I don't, I think I would just feel more comfortable on the ground. So on the plane is Alexia, Gertie, Nicole, and Adriana. And of course, they're waiting on Lisa. Kiki and Larsa pick up Marisol. Marisol shows up with a drink in her hand. And they're like, really? But then in her, in Marisol's confessional, it's like a whole bit where she finishes one cocktail, but then has a backup. It's weird because I want to judge Marisol for this, but she really doesn't ever appear sloppy or drunk. Like never. Does she ever appear drunk? I don't think one time I've been like, wow, she's too drunk or sloppy. She's just not ever. All right, we are on the home stretch of gift buying weeks, and I have definitely not finished my shopping. But you know what? Nothing is universally more crowd pleasing than skincare and body care. So, guess who I'm turning to? Osea. They have been making clean, vegan, and cruelty-free skincare products for over 25 years, and they're based right here in California, where I'm from. They use seaweed as their hero ingredient, and seaweed is a nutrient-rich superfood with endless benefits, including anti-aging, hello, and moisturization. Osea products are clinically proven to work and they're climate neutral certified. So they make amazing gifts for everyone on your list. I personally am obsessed with the Undaria body oil. You guys have no idea. This thing is the best. It doesn't get oily. You know, body oils can get oily and like ruin any clothing that comes into contact with it. Mm -mm, This thing's moisturizing and delicious. I'm definitely going to be giving that to my aunt for sure, because she's always complaining about her ashy elbows. Ooh, I shouldn't say that. She's going to get mad. Never mind. Love you, auntie. You know what? Now that I actually think about it, she would like the bestseller minis collection as a gift. Ooh, you guys, the bestseller minis collection is the perfect gift and it's only available for a limited time. It is a six piece set of luxurious skincare and body care favorites in convenient and adorable travel size for a complete glow up from the floor Okay. 
There's the three best-selling face products. There's the Ocean Cleanser, Hyaluronic Sea Serum, and Seabiotic Water Cream. And then the three best-selling body moisturizers, including that Andaria body oil I just talked about. It's packaged in this beautiful chic box that's you can totally gift wrap it, but like why would you want to? But they would they would gift wrap it if you wanted it to be. I just know that my aunt, all of the stuff in Osea's line is clean. It's seaweed-based skincare. She's all about checking labels. I am too because my skin gets irritated really easily. So the cleaner, the better. And Osea is all about that. For a gift that will impress, check out Osea's bestseller minis collection. Right now, our listeners get 10% off your first order with promo code SHESPEAKS at OseaMalibu.com. You'll even get free samples with every order and orders over $50 get free shipping. That's 10% off at Osea, O-S-E-A, Malibu.com, promo code SHESPEAKS. They're all, Alexia's texting Lisa because she's so late. They're waiting. But Marisol, Kiki, and Larsa play that funny sex cards game. And they're like, when they start looking up, they're like, what's Bukaki? And then the dirty Sanchez and the hot Carl. It's entertaining just watching them like Kiki and chill. (laughs) Kiki. Alexia and Marisol are FaceTiming and they're like, we are still waiting for Lisa. They're like, uh, Alexia goes, you guys will probably get there before we do. And Anthony now is pissed. I don't blame him. I really don't blame him, especially because he probably thought he would pop him over 20 minutes there, 20 minutes back and go back to his meetings. And he's like, you can tell her she can drive or not go. It's two hours late. Um. And as much as I'm like sad for Lisa, I also am like, you could have just te- like the producers could have text something. So be- but when she does show up, she seems so fragile that they're like, OK, just let her get in the car. We're not going to say anything. And when they land, they get on the van and Adriana's like, are you OK? And she's like, I'm not. A lot is going on. I don't want to talk about it, though. Something I found very interesting. The room accommodations, they're all sharing. There was not one discussion about it. Not one fit. Not one fight. It just happened. It just happened. Was that not nuts? And they're all sharing. I can't repeat that enough. They're all sharing. (laughs) A bathroom, too. This just shows you how different it is. So the conversation comes up between Alexia and Marisol about how Lisa did not seem like herself. And I think even Adriana, Julia and Nicole and Gertie talk about it, too. Adriana tries to be a good. She's like, no, Lisa's fine. And they're like, no, she's not fine. Then this is when Lisa calls Lenny. Oh, first she's on the phone with the nanny. And the nanny's like, I feel cold and I have a headache. And Lisa's like, okay, well, you can't leave them alone. They're three and six. So she calls Lenny and tells him that the nanny doesn't feel well. So she needs him to get home and take care of the kids. 
he goes, well, I was hoping to uh, play tennis, but, you know, obviously if you can't find somebody, uh, you know, I will go home. So keep trying to find somebody. And Lisa like pauses, like she's like, oh my God. She goes, I'm working on that, but I'm letting you know that you're probably going to have to cancel your tennis lessons. And then Lenny says, I understand that, but I would really like you to try and find somebody. (laughs) And she says it one more time. I get that. But I'm telling you, you'll probably have to cancel your tennis. And then he would pause. for. Yes, I get that. And I'm saying if I have to, I will. But I would like you to keep trying to find somebody. And then he goes, "Okay, I would really like you to try and find somebody. Okay." And then finally she goes, what the fuck telling me about the tennis? This is fucking bullshit. Her voice. Oh, my God. Fuck the tennis. Be with your fucking kids. And he goes, I'll just come home and I'll stay home. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Oh, excuse me. I'm so sorry that you had to stay home with your kids, your kids. Oh. God. Oh my God. You. All right. So they go by the pool. Now it's like party by the pool time. The bartender out there is ready to fucking party. She's seen some shit. That bar, that bartender is weathered and has been doing this for a minute. Okay. I feel like she doesn't just work there. She also works at some dive bar somewhere else. Cause she was, she, she was ready to go. They order some delicious looking sushi. My goodness, a spread of all spreads. But Lisa comes out and she at that point, she cannot even she's she admits she's not doing okay. And so they they move over to the lounge chair area. And Lisa says, like, she may have to leave because she doesn't have a nanny. And she's this. I didn't realize that the woman who fell in the shower and broke her arm was one of the women who takes care of her. And then now she starts, Lisa's like, and then my dog died and everything is just colliding. And it's like, I was like relieved. She started crying. I was like, when is she going to break down? This woman needs to break down. Please, Lisa, break down. Because it's like, you cannot hold this in. You can't. You have to break down. You have to let this out. Please. And the women comfort her. And I... Gertie asks, where is the best place for you? Is it home? And I love this question because something that something that kind of bothers me is when people force someone like, no, you should stay. You stay here. It'll be best for you. Ask the ask a good ask the question. Where is the best place for you? Ask that question. I think that's better than assuming it's where you want them to be. It puts pressure on them in a weird way. You know what I mean? Um. But then, oh, my God, Lisa, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, because she doesn't know. And Larsa hugs her and asks her, she's like, you're not, which is, this is what I was, we were, I mean, I'm sure we were all hoping for, like, the feud between the two of them. We, I just hoped that as soon as this happened, it would be over because it's, it was so petty. And Larsa hugs her and says, you're never like this. What's up? 
Lisa sobbing. You guys don't know. Marisol, what is her her solution? She goes, let me get you a stiffer drink. And she goes over to the bar and Adriana and Julia are still at the bar eating. Respect. You know, they don't know what's about to happen. Finally, though, Lisa admits that she's having marital, marital issues. Alexia, Nicole, and Larsa, they are, I realize that they're pretty trained on supporting Lisa in this. I mean, I got to tell you, a blind person could see that this marriage is just, just not working, that Lenny does not give a shit about her. But their friend wants it to work, so they have clearly... They they will they'll give her what she needs. So first, I think it's Alexia goes. Nope, it will because you have the right attitude. And then Nicole goes. Sometimes you have to step away. And Larsa goes. Things are going to change. Things change all the time. You know, I was in a twenty one year marriage, and I bet they're used to Lisa. Going, yeah, you're right. You're right. You know, Lenny's going through something and and they all just kind of smile and nod and, you know, because until your friend is willing to say that, say it themselves, you can't force it. And if you say too much, then they start to alienate you from their lives, you know. And then Lisa goes, nothing is going to change. And cue Marisol, skinny margarita, real stiff. Here you go. And she, Lisa goes, I don't know if I should be drinking. And that's when you know it's really serious. And she says, I don't know if my marriage is going to survive. I think it's over. And Larsa gives a good first standard friend response. She goes, it's not over unless you want it to be over. And then Lisa goes, it's not up to me. And then Alexia gives another good second standard friend response because she needs to test the waters. And she goes, I mean, is there somebody else involved? And then Lisa says, yes, there is somebody else involved. Lenny is dating her now. And all of their faces Gertie's face, Alexia's face, Nick, everyone's face. It's not shock, it's pain. It's pain, it's hurt, it's betrayal. Oh, I felt for them because that like that's how much they are friends. She's much younger than him, Lisa says. She's been at all the parties. In my fucking house, he's telling me to my face, I'm dating her now. <laughs> Alexia gets so Cuban. He, he's Is he still in your house? Porque no, 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 no. <laughs> She's like, he needs to get out of the house. She's saying that's all in Spanish. Lisa says, no, he wants to kick me out. He said, you need to find a home for you and the kids. I mean... Oh, I mean, the fact that we get a front row seat to this, this is why I was saying it's up there with Beverly Hills seasons. I'll give it seasons one and two, because you also got Taylor, Taylor and Russell. I mean, no, but, you know, like we got so much raw, real storylines that I'm sure people did not really expect to be on the show and see firsthand. 
but we did. Um, I'm going to, I have a little bit of a complaint about, about this happened last season with Miami. Okay. They start to slow down the pacing. And this is what, ha- that's why, what, a, what's this, what am I at? The time, oof, very short recap. So we got a lot of filler. This episode should have, we didn't need so much lead up to not just get the conclusion of this conversation. They did this last season where when I, because I started recapping and then I was like, okay, how come this was a lot of fluff? And I started to get a little bored recapping. Um, And I don't, I don't want to say anything bad about this beautiful season because I fully enjoy watching it. I didn't have, I wasn't bored watching. I was, I enjoyed it. But when it comes to like what I want to recap and what's sort of vital to kind of talk about, it misses a lot of the meat. And I feel like we could have, we could have gone, we didn't need so much of this dialogue about talking about Lisa and Lenny and uh, them waiting all that time for her to get there on the plane. And that like, there was a lot of, there was a lot of stuff in here that really kind of dragged on just a little bit, just a little bit. I get why they did it. I get, you know what I mean? But um, this happened last season, so I'm just putting it out there, just just a little, because this is probably one of my shortest recaps ever. Um, but there, here's also what I will say about Miami. There isn't a lot of need to um, dissect and decipher this cast because they put it all out there. You know, like I don't need to analyze way too much of them because they they're not complicated in that way that like Beverly Hills was where you're like, why is Lisa Rinna so crazy? They're pretty open and transparent in a good way. So um, I'm sorry that it's not a longer recap. I personally love a nice long recap. But I think we could have eliminated some of these filler scenes and just finished this whole scene off rather than cliffhang it because we kind of know what, how it's going to end. I'm curious to see how they pick it up um, next episode. But that's just my two cents. Okay. And I wonder how many episodes we're going to get this season. I can't remember how many we got last season. I'll go double check. But like I said, I could get 25 just as long as not a bunch of filler. But besides this Lenny storyline, I know we're going to get Alexia and Adriana in a bit of a fight. Um, Gertie and Alexia are still going to be going at it. They are going to be, we saw that in the trailer, they are going to be fighting. This Lenny and um, Lisa thing, we're gonna, it's going to give us a lot of content because that motherfucker is going to do some shit. So it will give us a lot of juice. Um, Okay. That's it. I'm sorry. That's all I got. Uh, If you guys are any of the people watching, viewing, listening, uh, listen to my Salt Lake City recaps. I attempted yesterday to recap Salt Lake City. I physically could not get through the recap. 
uh, it ended up being like a 12 minute video of me crying because the death of Twitch was really hard on me. And then Jen throwing out her suicide attempt as a means of winning an argument was really just too much. So I don't know if maybe once the kind of sting wears off, uh, I might be able to recap it next week and like do a double up. Uh, or I might just skip the episode altogether. It had a lot of other good parts, like the Heather Whitney stuff, um, but it's all that stuff's also a bit repetitive. So I don't know how I'm going to tackle it, but I really needed to protect my mental health. And also, I just don't need to be sobbing during a recap. That's ridiculous. I couldn't even get through like a sentence uh, once I started to talk about that stuff. So um, I will not be releasing a Salt Lake City episode this week, just in case I have any crossover viewers and listeners to that. So there you go. Okay, take care of your mental health. If anyone else is struggling with the death of Twitch, you are not alone. Um, I, a lot of us are. Like, I didn't realize until I was posting on Instagram about how it was hard on me. And a lot of people reached out and said it was really hard on them, too. So there's a big group of us that are struggling with it. And so take care of yourself. And uh, my DMs are open on Instagram at She Speaks Bravo. If you just want to reach out to someone and just be like, I need a vent about it. It's been hard on me. Um, I am available because I know that it's sometimes best just to listen, not give advice, no judgment, no thought is too scary. I've had them all. So love you guys. Mean it. See you next time. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to support me, please go to buymeacoffee.com slash she speaks bravo and buy me a coffee or two or five. Also, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, She Speaks Bravo with Emily Hanks. And if you haven't already, please rate, review, and subscribe to the pod. Thank you guys. I'll see you on Instagram or TikTok at She Speaks Bravo. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.